Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of SGC Speaks, a sports and entertainment podcast. I'm your host, Simon Cotton, and yeah, let's get to this wrestling stuff. Now, today, we are, you are here for the final installment of The Road to Lesnar Reigns 2, chronicalizing the build-up to their WrestleMania 34 match, which is likely to be the fourth main event of Roman Reigns' career, and may be one of the last matches that Brock Lesnar participates in as a WWE superstar. Now, for this final segment, I can honestly say that this was a much better segment than we've gotten in a long time with these two. Because it showed that both Reigns and Lesnar had some weaknesses. It was There was a hype around the two having a co- confrontation that, where one man wasn't injured or bound up or whatever. And as usual, Paul Heyman's promo work was exceptional beyond exceptional actually and the only real complaint I could say I had was a part towards the end but I'm getting I'm digressing from my point let's start with the beginning so before Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns even made it to the ring Kurt Angle came to address Paul Heyman and asked him not to do anything to incite Roman Reigns to attack Brock Lesnar of course Paul Heyman laughed it off and he said we'll take it under consideration he then goes to Roman Reigns. He says, "Is he tells him about Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. He asks if Brock Lesnar is actually there. And then Roman Reigns says, well, I'm not leaving. So in the final hour of the show, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have their conversation. Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar come out first. Heyman talks about how every, he's told everyone that Brock Lesnar would conquer the streak before WrestleMania 30. Nobody believed him, and Brock Lesnar did it. And he evokes that same type of prediction for WrestleMania 34, saying a lot of people have it set in stone that Roman Reigns is going to win the Universal Championship. But just like he beat The Undertaker, nobody believed him. Brock Lesnar's going to beat Roman Reigns, and nobody believes him right now. He once again praises Roman Reigns for his bloodline, his uh, his, his streak of wins, his uh, badassery. But he says that that's still not enough to beat Brock Lesnar. And then Heyman asked a question about Brock Lesnar and tries and clarifies the situation with where he says the following. Now, I'll save my goodbyes for my own personal social media. But since Brock will be saying hello to you from UFC, Let me just dispel something a little bit out of character for my client, Brock Lesnar. You know this whole image that I myself have stood here since 2002 and built around Brock Lesnar? This whole mystique, this whole aura, like Brock Lesnar looks at the entire WWE locker room and thinks none of you can shine my boots, let alone win my title. That Brock Lesnar looks at the entire WWE universe and thinks that you're all worthy of his contempt and disdain and disgust. That Brock Lesnar chooses who he fights, when he fights them, on the conditions that he fights them, only on his own terms. Ladies and gentlemen, this whole image is 100% true. As a matter of fact, it's understated because Brock Lesnar feels there's not one member of that locker room that can hold his jock, let alone take his title. And there's not one person. 
person in this arena tonight or watching on television that has enough money to afford to pay what we think it's worth to see this once ever athlete in this ring do his thing in his prime better than anybody then, now, and forever. So, this Sunday night, Roman Reigns' only choice is to accept defeat because it's easy to make choices when you have no options. And Roman Reigns, your options are like your ass. They're both owned by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> now that was pretty funny. Right. I'm not even going to lie. It was a nice way to wrap this up in a little bow. Uh, I guess that's one of the things that Roman Reigns said in his first comp, uh, his first promo about Brock Lesnar. So bringing that back home with everything else that's been said was an interesting step. And I forgot to mention that he brought out that Kurt Angle brought out several WWE superstars to block the entrance of Roman Reigns to prevent him from attacking Brock Lesnar. Which is kind of funny when you consider that some of these guys were champion. Like, why would he bring out the bar? Like, they have a championship match coming up, possibly. <laughs> I get Titus O'Neil and other people who are just in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Sure. But you're all tag team champions? Whatever. Roman Reigns' music hits. He, he picks up the mic and asks, Why are you guys defending this... Uh, part-time bastard when you're full-time talent it took Roman Reigns asking them this question for them to part the Red Sea and get out of his way Reigns and Lesnar have a face-off Looks like they're gonna go fist to fist, but then Brock Lesnar rolls out of the ring, picks up a steel chair, re-enters the ring, and Roman Reigns drops him with, I believe, five Superman punches, which is kind of similar to how Roman Reigns got the upper hand at WrestleMania 31 when he hit about, what I believe, three Superman punches in a row. So in any case. Lesnar is reeling on the floor, overselling it a little bit, if you ask me. Roman holds the Universal Championship above his head. No title belt tugging this week. But Lesnar pops right back up and hits him with the F5. He rolls out of the ring, and Paul Heyman is heard saying, The F5 puts him down. And the two walk away with each other, both with a few injured, both looking injured or beat up a little bit and ready for their bout on Sunday so how does this compare to the final segment we got for the build up to Wrestlemania 31 first of all I've had some issues with a lot of the segments that over the past few weeks involving Lesnar and Reigns I don't really have any real issues with this I guess my biggest problem would be why is Roman Reigns using Superman punches instead of hitting him with a spear or something? Uh, 
or hitting him with the chair, which is what Brock Lesnar did to him. Like I would have, I would have cared to see that a bit more. But other than that, I have no real complaints. This was a really good segment. This is a this is a great way to get everything and to tie everything together with the different ways that Roman has been coming at Brock Lesnar and the things he's been saying about him and the things Brock Lesnar have been doing to Roman Reigns for the past two weeks. As far as the WrestleMania 31 segment, the Raw before WrestleMania 31, these segments don't even compare. I mean, there was a freaking tug-of-war segment. I don't even remember what Paul Heyman said before. Something vague about uh, Brock, uh, Roman Reigns having no chance, probably. And and then Roman Reigns came out. He grabbed the belt, and the two of them looked at each other like two little girls fighting over a purse or something, or, or fighting over some stupid, or two dudes fighting over some toy. Like, I re- <laughs> that segment was really horrible. And it was leading into, too bad it was leading to one of the best matches of Roman Reigns' uh, singles career. So they've put a lot more effort into this storyline. And this final segment was really good. It was the it was the best way they could have ended this without because it doesn't give neither man a clear do- show of dominance. Now, granted, if Ro- last week Roman Reigns had gotten the advantage against Brock Lesnar and this week they both walk away a little bit better, this I would have liked this a little bit more. But overall, I have no real complaints with this segment. This is the best. This is probably one of the best ways they could have gone out. And now I can just talk about my expectations for their match this Sunday. Now we've all been watching WrestleMania for a while now, and Roman Reigns' last three WrestleMania main events have varied greatly in terms of match quality. His singles debut, or rather, his main event debut at WrestleMania was at 31 with Brock Lesnar, and it produced a really good match. There was a lot of chemistry between himself and uh, Brock Lesnar, even with even if Brock Lesnar just doing the suplexes and the punches and kicks and all that, and Reigns hitting the Superman punches and the spears. The match was still great. Now, Roman Reigns, his moveset has greatly improved since then. He hell, it was it was better before their actual match because you saw it with Daniel Bryan. So I'm expecting Roman Reigns to pull out a lot more moves out of his arsenal. Maybe those teardrop suplexes, the sit-out powerbomb. I'm expecting a lot more this time around. And as far as Brock Lesnar goes, his match quality has varied greatly as well. So I'm going to need him to bring it this time, especially if this is going to be the last time we see him. I've heard rumors that it's not and he's interested in fighting Bobby Lashley or something. But uh, I believe that when I see it. But I digress from my point about Roman Reigns' main event streak. WrestleMania 31 was a really good match and a great way to start off his, <laughs> I guess, his mania main event career. WrestleMania 32 was not that good of a match. It just wasn't. For so many reasons with tri- against Triple H. Because Triple H had brutally attacked him, beat him down. They both had been attacking each other for weeks and months. And then it's just a regular match where they start off in the lockup. I, I didn't get that. And then uh, on top of nobody really wanted to see that. 
And it was Triple H trying to work that methodical match style again, which works sometimes with the right opponent. It obviously didn't work with Roman Reigns. And then we have WrestleMania 33 against The Undertaker. The buildup was goofy. This is my yard. This is my yard. Like, all of this stemming from a Royal Rumble elimination. Uh, okay. The match itself was kind of bad. It gets a little bit better when you rewatch it. But upon first watch, that match was uh, not very good. But then again, Roman Reigns has been having good matches with wrestlers from varying degrees of talent. Roman Reigns is a good wrestler. At this stage in the game, you might that might be more applicable to The Undertaker. Because Triple H, he has had good matches before. He had had one at um, the Roadblock house show against Dean Ambrose. So you could just put that on Roman Reigns or them not having good chemistry. But with WrestleMania 33, when you look at everything The Undertaker had done, the way he had looked work, work, heading into WrestleMania, there wasn't a lot of, uh, there wasn't much anybody could really do. And that match would have been a lot worse if somebody like Braun Strowman, who fans did want to see, would have got in that involved in that. Because I don't see any scenario in which that produces anything good with The Undertaker of 2017. So yeah, Roman Reigns has one good match and two bad matches under his belt for WrestleMania main events. I'm expecting this match to be the second good match that he has so that whenever he returns to the WrestleMania main event, which many people presume to be WrestleMania 35, so we can break Hogan's record, uh, hopefully that'll be the next good match that he has. Hopefully it's against Daniel Bryan, but that's for another story, another story, another podcast. Other than that, that's all I really have. Again, not a lot of complaints with this episode. It was a really a segment I thought they did really well. And I hope to see more of things like this in the future. And that wraps it up for me. Thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at SGC Speaks, Instagram, SGC Central. Join the Wrestling Squared Circle group on Facebook. Like the Social Suplex page, and f- check me out on Sports Kita. I'm a I'm a writer for that website. Always dropping some uh, articles on wrestling and any type of MMA news. I'm also going to be talking about my feelings about every other WrestleMania buildup as after this podcast is done. So look out for that very soon. Other than that, that does it for me. Peace.